You're listening to Comedy Central. James Patterson, Dolly Parton, welcome to The Daily Show. Well, hello, Trevor. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, could, I could not be in a better place because you realize I am talking to two of the most successful people in the fields that they do anything in. I mean, James Patterson, you've written books that have gone around the world. I mean, hundreds of millions of people have consumed them. Dolly Parton, we're familiar with your music. I grew up listening to it with my mom. Like, we'd be driving around in our, like, Volkswagen Beatles singing to your songs with Kenny Rogers, and I would, like, sing your part. My mom would do Kenny Rogers. It's, it's... I'm sure you do her part now, Trevor. (laughs) (laughs) You can't sing Dolly Parton to Dolly Parton, James. Don't put me on the spot. Um, Run, Rose, Run. It's not dark, but it's thrilling. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really different side to the music industry than I think what a lot of people would have expected. You know, James, I, I maybe would have expected something like this from you, but Dolly Parton, what made you think, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you guys maybe another world in music that you might not be familiar with. And yes, it's fiction, but at the same time, it touches on some of the themes that people have encountered in music. Well, it does. And I, like I say, I knew all about the business and I'd never written a novel before. I've written books, written children's books. And I, so I know what it's like to kind of write. But I, I had often thought I'd like to write a novel when I was older. And so uh, when James presented me with this, I thought, yes, why would James Patterson even be searching me out? And I thought, why? He don't need me. Look at what all he's done. But it made complete sense when he told me what what the book was going to be about. And I knew I really could. Because, you know, I mean, Dolly came out of the hills of Tennessee and I came out of sort of a similar situation in upstate New York. And the character in the book also, I mean, we were both kind of million to one shots. And the character in the book is a million to one shots. He's very talented. Annie Lee Keys. But that doesn't mean you're going to make it. But also yeah. her story, everybody has a story when they come to town. Everybody's got a past their childhood and how they grew, grew up. And everybody's story is, uh, is you know, different. Everybody's life is a soap opera. And so <laughs> it's really about her, her story. She was running to something. She loved the music, but she was running from something. So I knew that I could write great songs like uh, all the bad people in town, like Snakes in the Grass, about mm-hmm. the bad managers mm-hmm. and things, the guys that we, because I've experienced a lot of that myself you know so. when we met so I go, I go back home and and two days later I had I had some notes on for, for Dolly to react to she sent me notes on the outline and she and she sent me the lyrics for seven songs well I this got right two on days <laughs> <laughs> I had said to him I said now look if I, I'm not the kind of person but if we're going to work together I'm not going to just put my name on a book you know, if you put my name, if I don't really work. Right, and I thought, right. how am I going to contribute the most to it? And then one day I thought, well, I write songs and th- <laughs> and I know these stories. Yeah. And I would love to write a book, I mean, a, an album about these uh, situations and the characters in the movie. So it just seemed to fall so natural. And it just mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. helped us both, I yeah. think. So I, it was just such a magical thing. Yeah, it, it worked very quickly. It was it kind did. of like a TV show where every week we would have another episode or another two or three chapters to, to mess that. around with. And I really yeah. enjoyed it because it just seemed to work it so was fun. well I mean, the, the, together. I tell you what the best thing of all, we, we really become really good friends. Yeah, we You know, did. for my birthday, she sang happy birthday to me over the telephone. I mean, that's that's all. Yeah, well, it was, well, it was great. That's, that's everything. <laughs> The book, is, the book is already a success in your world just because of that. Um, I, I, actually, James, from your side, you, you worked with President Bill Clinton writing a book together. Now, yeah. You, you're a successful author on your own. I mean, this is what you do. You're one of the most beloved authors uh, around the world. 
But now when you're writing with somebody who has their own point of view, who has their own fan base, who has their own style, I'd love to know how you find a way to meld those two worlds, you know? And, and, and the second part of that question is, what were the di- biggest differences between writing with Dolly Parton <laughs> and Bill Clinton? Well, the, the biggest difference between Dolly, uh, Dolly's a much better singer and Bill's a better sax player, I think. <laughs> do, you play, right. do you play the sax? He does play sax, no. <laughs> Unless he plays Not the sax. Like Bill Clinton. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they were both great to work with and they're both friends. I mean, it, it's really, it, that's the most precious thing to me about both of the relationships. Um, but the, the authenticity that Bill, the president brought and then the authenticity uh, that that we worked on in terms of of run runs run, um, and and no egos. There was never any bumps in the road ever. Not one. No, no bumps. But That's, I think people are except that she says I can't sing. I didn't like that. Well, you can't sing, and let's just move on from there. But <laughs> I know that for a fact. But he can write. But I really think people are enjoying this book or going to enjoy it because I think, like you said earlier, they love to see the inside and the stories of these people. You know, some of the stories behind yeah, the scenes, yeah. what Nashville yeah. is kind of like, kind of gives them an insight into the business end of it, not just the entertain, entertainment side. You know, James, last we spoke, we talked about your, your family foundation and how, you know, you have scholarships and how you get books out to kids and to just people who want to read. And it's, it's really important to you. Uh, Dolly, I didn't know why you got into it. I've always known you as a philanthropist. I've always known you as somebody who loves giving back and, you know, loves getting kids reading and loves donating books. But I didn't know why you got it. Is it true that your father couldn't read? And so you said, you know what, not only is this important to me, but I think it should be important to everybody to, to, to be literate. I absolutely started the Imagination Library because of my father, who I loved to death. And he seemed to always be embarrassed and kind of almost crippled, you know, that he couldn't read. And he thought he was, couldn't read after he was grown. But my daddy was so smart and so good. And uh, I just... I it just I, one day I just thought, you know, I'm going to start something where children can learn to read when they're in their young days. That's when they're most impressionable. And right. I wanted to get my daddy involved with me in it. So my daddy, I took him with me. He helped with, you know, with all the little things. And he just loved to hear the kids call me the book lady. And I'd say, well, this is my dad. And of course, I didn't say anything about that, but he couldn't read and write at the time. But anyhow, I was he got to live long enough to see the Imagination Library doing so good. And he was so proud. And so I have to honestly say that's one of the most proud uh, things that I have ever. I'm proudest of that. I mean, as anything I have ever done in my whole career. That is because that is of my so daddy good. and because of the kids. That is so beautiful. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure he's proud of you. I'm sure, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that he got to see it, as you say, in in his lifetime. Yeah. People have been eternally grateful to your organization for this. You know, I, I remember as a kid, you know, one of the biggest things that changed my life was my mom spent the little money that she had to get me books, which changed my life forever. I was actually surprised to see that, um, you know, in, I think it was a Kentucky state, state legislator who said they don't want some of the books that you were offering because they didn't think it was appropriate for young kids. What do you think some people miss in and around, you know, what kids can or cannot read or how we process what we're reading? Well, I would never in a million years uh, begin to think that I would choose those books. I don't choose. We have a whole committee of people that choose the books that are made up of parents and all different people. So I would never be so bold as to think I knew what other people's kids should read. But it goes through a whole committee. And uh, so we do the best we can. And I'll let people you know, fight that out. So I just want to be there for the kids. I mean, they're yeah, little. Somebody's they're always going to be uh, five. complaining I mean, about something. How hard can it be? Yeah. They're not going to be reading Gone with the Wind. You know, it's, <laughs> so anyway, we'll, we'll let people figure that one out. But we do have other people that choose, choose they choose the books, not me. 
Uh, James, are you going to try your hand at songwriting? Is, is this bug going to rub off on, <laughs> on your side now? You know, no. I, <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> but when I was down here at Vanderbilt, you can't help yourself. So I did when I was down here. I did try to write some songs. It wasn't a good idea. What do you think? What do you think is actually harder, honestly? Do you think it's harder to write a novel, or do you think it's harder to write a song for you specifically? Well, for me, no. For me, I, I can't no because I can't write country songs or any other kind. But of But I bet you could. I mean, you're a writer. You, yeah, maybe. You know, I don't think so. Could. The novel thing, I've kind of have a groove on it now. Yeah, I and, believe so. Yeah, and and all <laughs> kinds of now because I do the kid stuff and then nonfiction and you know so we're. You know, I, I know what I can do and what I can't do. Let's put it that way. Uh, Dolly, on your side, you, you've said, and you know, it's crazy that you have wishes that, that haven't been fulfilled in life yet, but I know one of your wishes is you've said that you wish that Beyonce would cover Jolene. There are over 400 renditions of Jolene, multiple different languages, people have done it. And you said you specifically want Beyonce to do that. Are there any updates? Is there, like, do you know of this happening, you know, and, and why Beyonce? No, Maybe that's, that's even more I, important. I, I don't know if she's even got the message, but wouldn't that be killer? <laughs> I think she's fantastic and beautiful and I love her music. I would just love to hear Jolene done in just a big way, kind of like how Whitney did my I Will Always Love You, just someone right, that right, can right. take my little songs and make them like powerhouses. So that would be a marvelous day in my life if, if she ever does do Jolene. <laughs> um, Dolly, one last thing. You famously donated a million dollars for um, the, the research that went into helping us get the, the, the vaccine for COVID-19. How is it that you've always been on the right side of history? You know, you've said amazing things during the civil rights movement, you know, when many people were far behind. You've said amazing things like, you know, about equality, about women's rights. You've said amazing things now in and around the vaccines. Like, what is the magic of Dolly Parton that you were always on the right side well, of history? I just love people. I think we're all God's children. I make no difference in that. I always try to find the God light in everybody. I always keep my, my ear and eye trained on what's going on. And I saw right away that that pandemic was going to be awful. I just sensed it. And I thought, well, what can I do uh, to maybe help a little bit? So I donated the money uh, to the research. And I'm happy I did. I got a lot more credit than I deserved. But I am very proud of whatever effect that I had on that uh, going on because it's still going on, but I just kind of be aware and want to help when I can. I think when you get in a position to help, you should. And, you know, the other thing is, is, um, you know, Dolly does what Dolly does, but having been around her now for a year and a half, she is the smartest person I've ever dealt with. Oh, please. So that's a piece of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you both for the compliments. James Patterson, Dolly Parton, thank you for your partnership and thank you so much for taking the time and joining us on The Daily Show. Thank and you. we this just love nice. you. You have a lot of fans, too. You've just got that God glow, and I love it. So keep up what you're doing. Thank you very much. There are a few moments in life that I think my mom would actually, like, consider as me making it. Interviewing Dolly Parton is one of them. Oh. Like, of all the things in life. That is it. I'm going I'm to go back to her and be like, huh, this now? And she'd be like, oh, you did one thing. Well done. <laughs> James, really wonderful seeing you again. Congratulations, guys. It's, 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 a, it's a fantastic Thank book. You. Well Thank done. You Thank you so much. That's very Thank you so much, Dolly. Great meeting you. Say hi to your mom for me. I, I will do. I will do, definitely. Personally. Sending it right to her. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'm going to clip this and send it to her. <laughs> All right. Both the novel and the album, Run, Rose, Run, are available right now. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. 
follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.